Hi everyone, it's Kelly with Women for One, and I'm so excited to be speaking with, I feel like, a sister, a supporter, an amazing, amazingly powerful woman, Heather Ashamara, today. And I can't wait for us to all have a conversation with Heather Ash about her new book, about what she's been up to. She's an author. She's uh, just an incredible change maker in the world uh, for women and all people, but women's leadership, really cutting edge information. And um, she's a Women for One truth teller and one of my greatest supporters. So welcome, Heather Ash. I'm really excited to speak with you. Thanks so much, Kelly. It's so fabulous, wonderful to be here with you and everyone. Yes. So you're an author of many books. <laughs> um, you're, the first book I really read of yours was the uh, Where Your God is Training, which is an incredible book that hit broke all kinds of barriers and hit bestseller lists. And now you've come up with a new book, Warrior Goddess Way. I'm so excited. Me too. <laughs> it was so great to write Warrior Goddess Training and then get this avalanche of questions and feedback and requests for support. And that's what went into Warrior Goddess Way was all the, the really deep things that people were exploring and wanting to know more about. Yeah, and you can you give our community a little bit of the evolution that they haven't listened to our other interviews um, or read Warrior Goddess Training, the evolution of, of Warrior Goddess Training uh, evolving and coming out of you, and then now this new book. And I, I just would love for you to talk about the community gatherings and the, the, the requests for, for you to do this next book. Absolutely. Well... I started working with women in, oh gosh, I don't even know, when I was in college. I just was really inspired to learn about European shamanism because that was my background. wanted to know what my ancestors were up to. And then I had a dream about a man and had a very clear message. This man is your next teacher. This man's going to change your life. And I remember thinking at the time, right, where am I going to meet this man? So that person ended up being Don Miguel Ruiz, who's the author of The Four Agreements. And I, for the last 20 plus years, I've been apprenticing with him. And now we're very dear friends and I teach with him and the Ruiz family. And so the Warrior Goddess training came from blending these two traditions of European shamanism and Toltec wisdom. And really, I've just spent my life gathering what I felt like were the most potent tools. I'm a super practical girl. I love spirit and connecting. And then I'm like, okay, but how do we change our lives? How do we bring it into the physical realm? Mm -hmm. And so that's really what Warrior Goddess training is. It's 10 steps to help women to become the women they were meant to be, to find their voice, to find their power again. And and the day that Warrior Goddess training came out, I asked all my friends, because it was my birthday, and I said, for my birthday, everybody buy my book on Amazon or on independent bookstore, like wherever you can. And it shot up to number one in shamanism and new, let's see, shamanism and goddesses. Um, the great, amazing thing is it never came back down again. It's been number one for over two years now. And I really know that's because women are ready to do something different. We recognize things aren't working with how we tr were trained to be women. And as women, we have so many external freedoms, especially Western women. We're able to vote. We're able to have any job we want. And yet there's so many ways we're still not free on the inside, where we still judge ourselves, compare ourselves. We're still incredibly critical. 
And so that's what Warrior Goddess training is geared towards, is unwinding all those old agreements and beliefs. Right, right. And then you moved into the Warrior Goddess way. Yeah, I, I did this. I do this fabulous 11 day boot camp, And as part of that, people can ask me questions. And so the questions started rolling in and I just paid attention and really listened to where are women hurting? Where are they struggling? And I heard so many stories of women with really difficult lives or really mm-hmm. struggling to let go as I'm, I know you have. And that's why I love working with you so much. Kelly is just the beauty of the truth tellers and the, the women sharing their stories and so I took all that info and, and sat down and wrote Warrior Goddess Way. And it was so fun to write that book because there was community. There were women. There are book clubs for Warrior Goddess training all over the country. There's women in my facilitator um, training from South Africa and Singapore and all over the world. And so I felt held and I also felt women pulling information from me that I might not otherwise have been able to share, but the hunger and the desire and the excitement just pulled Warrior Goddess way through me in such a beautiful, beautiful flow. That's, that's so cool. And you know, I, before we go into Warrior Goddess way, the book, cause I really want to dive in. I read it. I love it even more than Warrior Goddess training. And I feel like it's, as I said to you before we started, it's like the bridge between the esoteric principles and the grounded practical wisdom of being on this earth and making our life happen. Like at women for one, we talk about, I want to go into and ask you a more of a global question before we dive into your book around women's leadership right now, because you, as you know, it's a very timely, it's a very, a time where we're all looking towards this new leader. That's our presidential nominee Women are stepping into their power more than ever. And I kind of just wanted to get your take on it. I have a deep respect for you. And I think our community would really benefit from your take on what women's leadership role is evolving into and how you see that playing out. Mm. It's such an exciting time for women. And it's really, I feel, so important for us as women to be stepping up into leadership and to be honoring women that are stepping up into leadership so that we have a a woman running for president is so great i know <laughs> so fabulous and and she's a role model like so many of us are role models for each other and this is something that breaks my heart is that in my classes i'll ask women i'll say okay who are your role models who are your mentors and probably about 50% of the women will look at me blankly mm. and they'll realize I don't even have a role model. I don't have a mentor. And they never really thought about it before. So it's so crucial for us as women to realize that we don't have elders. Like there are very few elder women that are guiding us. And so those of us that are in leadership kind of automatically, if we've been doing it for a while, become the elders because there's no one else. It's not because like, I don't feel like I'm qualified to be an elder, but there's hardly anybody around. We've broken that chain. That's so important. And so I think that eldering, that mentoring of really supporting each other in stepping up and shining and that we're in this process too of breaking these old agreements of the places we've torn women 
women down and we've criticized them and we felt like, oh my gosh, if a woman is shining her light, that means there's no room for me. There's room for all of us. Mm. And the more of us that step into our power, actually, the more spaciousness there is and the more energy I believe in the field there is for all of us to start stepping in. You said that so clearly and so beautifully. And I, I, you know, I agree. And I want to go back to your comment around the broken link with the elders that really resonated with me when you said that, because I agree. It's it. I feel like there's a lot of us in this world right now, the women, we, we don't have a paradigm in which a woman will lead. So we don't understand how, to, like, I might not necessarily agree with every single thing Hillary Clinton believes in and it stands for, right? Because yes. she's yeah. actually human. Yes. <laughs> and shocker. And, um, but yet I have, I can hold that space of the deep respect and the admiration of the path that she's taken as an elder for us and that she is leading this role. And I just find it interesting. Why do you think the link has been broken? What happened? Oh, what a big question. I, I just it really <laughs> struck me. And of course, this is totally ad hoc. I didn't expect yeah. to ask you that, but I, I'd love to talk to you about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Because again, another fabulous question. Well, what I see is that there was a time when women were really deeply bonded, where we lived in tribes, where we were part of a whole community, and that the women did things together. Elders, women, elder women were incredibly respected. And, you know, I love some of the, the tales I've heard about Native American tribes, where the council would be the young warriors, the young male warriors, and the old grandmothers. Mm. And they would get together to talk about what will best serve the community. And they'd hash it out. And the women had the, the most say. And I think that's really smart that we want to hear from our young people. Like, what do you all think? But we also need to honor the and respect the, the people who have lived through so much. Yes. So at some point, and a part of it was around the church, a part of it was around medicine, at some point, there was a rift, and a lot of that happened during the, the witch trials in Europe. So mm -hmm. specifically in Europe, there was a, a like two or three hundred year long period where about nine million women were killed. And of those women, it was the midwives, it was the healers, it was the eccentrics, it was the elders that were the ones that were killed out of fear that they were consorting with the devil. So there is huge misunderstanding, um, and really what it was, it was a, a move to consolidate power for the doctors that were just coming up, and also the priests that were able to then say, I have the direct connection to God, you have to go through me, rather than connecting to the earth in the old way. So that split happened, and a lot of wisdom, a lot of information was lost, and a lot of fear was planted into women. You know, in our DNA, in our genetics, there's this fear of taking our power back. And I've seen this in women over and over again, where there's women start stepping up into their power and they start thinking, oh my God, I'm going to get killed. And they're logically going, what? I'm not going to get killed. But in the DNA, there's still this old memory of fear. Yes. So we just have to be willing to go to step through that. 
and to support each other in stepping through that. And just know, as you get more powerful, you're going to hit places of people aren't going to like me. I'm going to lose all my friends. I'm going to get killed. I'm going to get hurt. And we don't have, I feel like now we don't have time to sit and hang out with that. We need to just go, yep, I'm afraid of that. And I'm going to keep going. Just keep going. Keep going, babies. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you said it because, okay, so I was, um, I interviewed uh, Vishen Lakhiani, the CEO and founder of Mind Valley, a couple weeks yes. ago. And he posted about why he is supporting just for, you know, for example, because it's uh, timely right now, Hillary. Mm -hmm. And he talked about, how much as a woman she's been attacked and torn down and barraged and you know the whole thing that is not really listening to who she, what her her methods are we're just tearing her up as a woman and yes. i thought it was fascinating it kind of opened my eyes because i'm like trying to be a woman going okay well i don't necessarily agree with either of these candidates so what do i do looking at her like that and then i was sitting in a speaker's training last week in Boulder, Colorado, and it, it's a very unique speaker's training that uh, evokes speaking your truth with people. And we got critiqued by one another. And I watched with this awareness, which you speak about in the book, which we'll get to next, that the critiques for the women were all about she wasn't vulnerable enough. She didn't share her heart. She wasn't nurturing enough by everyone across the wow. board, not women and men, both women and men. And then the men's critiques were very different. They were like, oh, he was so sweet. Oh my gosh, he showed his heart. Oh, you know, and I was like, it was the first eye opener, like, wow, this is programmed in our DNA. This is who we are. Mm -hmm. It's so, the agreements around what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man are so deeply ingrained. Wow. It's painful. So it's great that you're able to see it. And yeah, it's like, ouch. And like the, we just had the first presidential debate and mm -hmm. I, somebody was saying like within the first hour, um, Donald Trump had cut Hillary Clinton off like 10 times mm -hmm. or something and like 50 times over the night. So it's, it's just such a deep pattern and it's, it's invisible. And like, it, like you say in the book, which I'd love to go into now, the awareness piece, and I talk about that a lot as well, is the, is the key. It's, it's the, it, you have to be aware of it to notice it, of course. Yes. And I just, I was sitting there and I actually named it with the group the next day. I said, you know what I noticed yesterday with the critiques? And it's, it's powerful to notice that with conscious leaders, people that, you know, are really on their path, working it, and they're still, it's programmed in them to critique in that way. Yes. You know? Yeah. And bringing that awareness as we start to open our awareness and pay attention in new ways, then to share it so that other people can start to course correct. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't change what you can't, what you don't see. So no, we need each other. Okay, so let's get into this book, uh, Warrior Goddess Way. Here we go. Um, okay. I love this book, and you said it's a roadmap to coming back to your home, to, to your own home. And that's what it felt like to me. And what I loved about it the most was 
that it had very three clear pillars that we can anchor into practically and then from there understand what's inside of those pillars to, to get an awareness of and work through. So I'd like to talk and break down the three pillars of wisdom, authenticity, and my favorite, yes, <laughs> um, and, and really kind of walk through them and, and just talk about a little bit of the highlights of each, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So the warrior goddess way, I love that I was able to take these three words, which feel so juicy and important and bring them forward. So wisdom is about learning to listen to our deepest wisdom and clear out whatever is in the way from us getting quiet and really settling into allowing what's there because I really believe all of us have deep wisdom inside of us. And when we start letting go of the outside, how I should be in the world and really turn inward, then this wisdom starts to flow up inside of us and allows us to see the world differently, see ourselves differently, and be a channel, not just for ourselves, but also for others, just with our being. I really, with the wisdom, we stop doing and trying and figuring things out and we start letting ourselves settle into who we are mm -hmm. and acting from that depth and that presence. That presence place of what is instead of the idealized image that I like to call it of what we think we should be. Yes. Love yes. it. <laughs> so important. And the authenticity is about, again, like you said, coming home, coming home to who we are. And that authenticity, sometimes I think people get confused. So they're like, okay, I have to act authentic. <laughs> and authenticity is about letting go of thinking and figuring out and striving and letting yourself absolutely unfettered, joyfully, crazily with all your quirks and all your flaws be you and that doesn't mean so I know sometimes people will tell me well if I just was myself and I just appreciated myself and accepted myself and I was just authentic then I would never change and all these things I don't like about myself would never change and I always say to people why is it that you think that changing yourself out of judgment and fear is helpful mm -hmm. and if you suddenly fall in love with yourself, that you would just stop changing everything right. or stop evolving. You know, the truth is I found that when I, the more that I fall in love with myself and support myself, the more radical the changes are that happen because I'm not wasting any energy judging. I'm putting all my energy into mm, that pattern's not working for me. Let's put energy, focus, intent to clear that away so I can let my authenticity shine. And isn't it true that all there is in life is change. I mean, really, yes. you can't stop change. You cannot <laughs> that, stop That's a constant. Change. change is the constant to me personally. Yeah. So Absolutely. I get excited with change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what happens when you get authentic is you, that you're you, not living from, I need to understand and control everything outside of me so I'm safe. You recognize you are authentically safe, period. Yeah, period. And you talked about it in the book and I was like, Yes, because you talked about how you get excited when you have to deal with, you know, intense things like that present to what is. And I was just talking about that with a friend the other day. It's like, 
you know, they were talking about being confused and how that stresses them out when they get confused and blocked. And I, I really believe there is a place where you get to a place in your life where you're like, oh, confusion. Oh, I'm expanding my brain now. This is so cool. I mean, it's not always like that, but I love when I get to that space where I'm like that, where I, I see an obstacle and I can reframe it. You know, and, and speaking of that, I want to ask you about stories because you talked about stories and I actually pulled a quote out of the book that's one of my favorites. And you said, I believe that we are here as women to radically shift our perspective, to release our stories of fear and self-doubt and consciously create a new story that is grounded in presence and self-fulfillment. This is the wisdom of the story in action. And it's the key to transforming your world. Like my favorite quote from the whole book. Beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. And I just kind of wanted you to speak to story because, you know, I love your notion of the ripened story and the unripened story. So give our community a little taste of that. <laughs> so our brain are just geared to create stories, to make up stories, which is fabulous if you are in creative, loving, excited mode. We're then phenomenal storytellers. The problem is, is that we tend to remember the stories that were negative and then tell ourselves stories out of fear over and over again. And we don't just tell the story once, we repeat it over and over again. And what I get curious about for people is, does your story bring you energy? Does it energize you? Does it support you? Does it ground you? Or does your story drain you? Does it cause you to feel victimized? Does it bring up more fear in your life? And that when we start to look at just out of curiosity, what is my relationship with my stories? And recognize your stories aren't necessarily true. They may be factually true, but we wrap a whole perspective and a lot of emotion and we skew things based on our agreements and our perceptions. So as we start to clean up how we perceive and let go of some of the old agreements, we can look at the story and say, okay, how would this serve? How would this serve me and how could this serve others? So, you know, there's something interesting in the Toltec work that, that uh, Carlos Castaneda wrote about, that Don Juan mm -hmm. taught, which was around uh, erasing personal history. This idea of you, that you let go of all your stories. And I've sat with that for many years because that's a foundational Toltec teaching. And what I came to is, is that it's not about erasing your personal history. It's about erasing your attachment mm. to your personal history, which means then you're free to use the story in ways that serve both you and others. So I have stories of experiences that were challenging that now I see, oh my God, that helped me become who I am. That rocks. And right. yes, it was hard when I went through it. And I honor that. And it made me who I am. And then I also have that resource of that story. Then if there's another sister or another brother in my life who is going through something similar, I can share and it imme immediately bridges us. It, mm -hmm. it connects us and I can then help lead them. There's another way to look at it. And so we there's, again, we become artists of our stories and they become not something, this ball and chain that we're carrying around with us that's so heavy, but they become these beautiful works of art that we can pull out to show people or that we just know is there, but it's not affecting us. It, they become more like wings. 
mm. rather than weights. That's beautiful. And when you're talking, I have this visual of like when you said the wings, that's awesome. But I had a visual of a tapestry, you know, mm -hmm. where you pull out the tapestry and, you know, the old ancient women that would, would put those quilts together of the stories of their, their heritage and oh, their families, you know, where they sew them together. And these stories are so powerful. I just finished an interview today where they asked me about the power of a story. And I just think, that's really all there is. It's about witnessing it, connecting with others in your community and tribe around it, and also being able to not be attached. I think that's so powerful, Heather Ash. I mean, it's just like, that's what it is right there. Not being attached, being able to connect because, you know, as I spoke about last week, I was just with these people last week for two and a half days. I was with a group of nine of us. And by the end, we had shared our story authentically as, as we could, <laughs> um, spoke from that place, that truth place. And I felt like they were our, my best friends because yeah. we had all solidified this connection. And, you know, stories are universal. That's what I'm noticing more and more. There's a lot of universal stories that we're all kind of living. Would you agree? I would totally agree. And I, I love when we bring people together and people get vulnerable and start sharing their stories because I've seen over and over again that that people will be like oh I didn't realize other people had the same story mm -hmm. and so that place of the willingness to be vulnerable and share the depth especially in in communities that are doing the same work mm -hmm. then mm -hmm. what happens is we we shed that old belief and agreement of I'm different, nobody understands me. And all of a sudden our heart opens and we realize, wow, everybody's going through something similar and I'm not alone. No, absolutely. And when you're talking about, we're talking about the power story, we're talking about authenticity, you talked a little bit about, um, well, a lot about stillness and the different types of stillness, which I loved because, you know, I lived in an ashram with a guru. I did the meditation thing, but you gave, what I loved about this book is you gave all different types of resources and options and tools for, for women to use to move into this space instead of just the traditional sit down and meditate. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. That as women... <laughs> we're we do, it doesn't necessarily work for us to just sit and get quiet and um you know I've seen a lot of women punish themselves because they can't meditate properly and they don't do it right and so that stillness chapter was getting away from the old you have to do it this way there's one rigid form to what are we going for what's actually the purpose the purpose is to get still to get quiet to connect with ourselves more deeply. So then we begin to explore, well, what works best for me? How can I do that for me? And that there's so many ways to connect to stillness. One to recognize the stillness is always there. Doesn't matter how noisy your world is, there's always the capacity to tap into the stillness because it doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so even as we're moving in the world, we can learn how to tap into our stillness. As we're waiting in line, instead of thinking and filling up the mind with a bunch of noise, you can just really start breathing into your feet and sinking and just opening to this moment and getting quiet inside. When you're driving to put chanting on or to put soft music on and to let yourself get quiet. And so in, we can take that stillness into action. And I also love sitting meditation. I have a practice. It's fabulous. 
And there are days I'm like, I ain't sitting still. I'm going I'm walking. Or I'm doing my <laughs> I'm going for a hike. That's bathtub. what I do. Yeah, I'm going right. for a hike. I'm doing it in the bathtub. I'm laying down in bed and doing my meditation. And those are great. Those are beautiful ways to connect. So we want to start with instead of the old, I have to do this because it's good for me, or if I'm a good spiritual person, <laughs> I'll do this, and rewire it to say, what are you after? Like, what, are, what do you want? Mm -hmm. What are you after? Um, and then build it around you rather than the thought of what's supposed to work for you. Yes, customized meditation. I love it. Yes, so exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. So speaking of guests, my favorite part of the book can you talk a little bit about that pillar for us? Yes, the final <laughs> pillar. It's my favorite too. <laughs> that we have the opportunity to learn and we have to retrain ourselves and it's not necessarily easy to open when difficult things happen rather than to say yes. And for me, this idea of yes is not even necessarily like, I like this, this is great, I wish more of this would happen, but yes, I'm here, I'm showing up. This is what's arising, I will face it. And that learning how to open to the unpleasant parts of life and recognizing life is always gonna have challenges, life is always going to have obstacles. You know, I think sometimes those of us that are on a spiritual path, we get brainwashed a little bit to think, well, if I'm being a good spiritual person, then no obstacles will arise. I'll never get sick. No one will ever die. I'll never feel hurt. Um, and it's not true. It's really on a spiritual path. How do we learn to use the challenges in our life to become more resilient, to become more open hearted, to become more of in ourselves? Yeah, yeah. Of, our, of us. Right. Of and of life and of everything. And, you know, uh, many years ago, I had a really big, deep heartbreak. And in the middle of my healing process, I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, I could use this experience to close my heart and never trust again mm -hmm. and never really let myself love. Because I have plenty of ammo in my own head. Um, and I just, I got really clear. I'm like, you know what? I want to use this heartbreak to actually open my heart more to say yes to love even more. And I had to really sit with how do I do that and listen to myself. And it took years, honestly. But I realized, what else do I have to do? Right. In our lives, what else do we have to do but figure out how to best support ourselves in opening and saying yes. And life doesn't get easier as we live it. There's going to be more people in our life that die as we get older, our bodies are going to change in really wonderful, interesting ways. <laughs> There's no right. getting around it. Right. Um, and things are going to change. I mean, the world's a crazy place in many ways right now. And so to get steady inside of ourselves with that, yes, I'll show up. I won't abandon myself. And I'll do my best to meet what's arising with my presence, with my love, with my yes, with that fullness. Yeah, it's just like, I, you know, I call it riding the wave. Yes, let's just ride it. Let's go for it because there's, there's contraction and then there's expansion. It's like, I'm yes. going to ride it. Yes. So I love that part of it because I think a lot of, of people that are teaching right now fall short of that last part of that 
I, I don't know if you would call it, define it as more of a masculine aspect, but it feels more, yes, it's expansive, but it's also, yes, I'm in. I'm going to be in action and doing, and I'm here, and I'm ready. And it felt so powerful to me. And that's where that cutting edge place is that I find that connection with you around because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that aren't doing that. They're, they're stopping short of that. And it's no judgment. It's just, I resonate with that second, that third piece of it where you are making life happen and you are in. And speaking to something you said, you know, I am close to your age <laughs> and I am happier than I've ever been in my whole life. And like you said, the body gets tired. <laughs> yes. Um, you have more people that pass, you have more trials and tribulations, but there's some solidity that has formed inside me by seeking, by learning, by curiosity, by all of these, all of these, uh, pillars that you speak about that I am happier and more vibrant and alive now than I was five, 10, 20 years ago. And for that, I have gratitude. You deep, know? Yeah. Deep gratitude. Deep. And right. yeah, as we, as we say yes to ourselves, we settle in hmm. and it makes everything easier. Even the hard things get easier because mm -hmm. we're present. We're, we're settled into ourselves. It's like we've dropped in. Mm -hmm. And that is such a gift. It's a gift and I'm grateful for it. And I, I love that gratitude piece. And you speak about forgiveness. I mean, you really speak about so many incredible <laughs> ancient teachings, but apply them in such a practical way for all women in this world. I just love this book in that way because I also like the, the tools at the end of each chapter and section, the tools, the resources. I mean, because I love books like that because I can go in and I can select what works for me and customize my own program. And I'm a very customized kind of girl. <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I, I really work to put a lot of different things in and you know, and to tell women at the beginning, you don't have to do every single exercise. It's not about do one and then two and then three, and then you'll get it right. It's about really look, listening to what do you need right now? And right. so with, with Warrior Goddess Way, like open up a chapter and just see what calls to you and, and feel free. And this is true in all of our life. Give ourselves permission to say yes to what do I need? What's going to best feed and nourish me right now? And customize your life for you rather than who you who you were or who you think you should be. Because that's what that. often we're doing. It's like, let me customize my life for the woman I was 20 years ago. Nope. Nope. <laughs> let me customize right my now? life for who I think I'm supposed to be now. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Like show up with you now a hundred percent. And that's that's the place of the combination then of wisdom, authenticity, and yes, is that we stop abandoning ourselves. Mm-hmm through judgment, through criticism, through comparison. And when we do do those things, we don't abandon ourselves for judging or criticizing or comparing. We're just like, oh, sweetie, you're comparing yourself again. <laughs> you know? We're embracing. I'm, We're embracing yeah. who we are. Yeah. Right. My, my dear friend Sarah Rose and I are traveling together and we just fess up to each other when we're feeling triggered around something. Like, Sarah, something great will happen to Sarah. And I'm like, I'm so happy for you. And I feel kind of jealous. <laughs> and then, like, I'm going, we're going to Emerging Women. And I'm speaking there. And she's like, 
I'm totally jealous. <laughs> I found emerging women first. I can't <laughs> believe you're speaking there. I'm like, I know, sorry. But we do it with love and humor. We just out ourselves because then it doesn't fester. It's so great. I know I have friends like that too, and I feel very grateful for them. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just, you know, and I work with people that are, you know, my, my values at Women for One, our values are transparency, clarity. So it's just, and truth. So yes. if we cannot mirror that, how can we create a website for women and a community for women that are sharing their truth? So we're, I totally get it. I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> so you are, is there anything else you want to share about the book? Cause I know you're having a giveaway starting the day we post this homepage, um, interview. Yes. It's so fun. So I'm doing a warrior goddess 21 day giveaway and it's this crazy celebration. I'm celebrating the launch of the book and my 50th birthday. Yay. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> And so each day, if you sign up each day, you'll get a very short audio, a word that's the focus that's based on the book, mm -hmm. and an, a beautiful piece of art from our Warrior Goddess community. And then you have the opportunity to enter into a drawing every day to win a prize. And so, and I, I have jewelry and just all these fun, beautiful gifts that we mail out. So it's my gift to women just because I love sharing so much and it's fun. So we already have about a thousand women signed up. That's fabulous. Yeah, it is fabulous. And it's, it's a great way to get supported and have a focus every day. And it's bite size. Right. Right. And I love that. And we all love that these days. <laughs> With we our do. attention spans these days. That's perfect for all of us. And I encourage everyone in my community to go to Heather Ash's site and it's all up on the site for this interview how they can do this giveaway. Well, you know, and this is what I love about women supporting women. I, I want my community to know that Heather Ash actually was instrumental in having me get a publishing deal with her publisher because she believed in me. And it brings me to tears when I talk about it because that's the kind of person Heather Ash Amara is. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, we both have these very unique communities, but supporting one another through all of our giveaways and all of our teachings is so powerful to have, that's what we just talked about it, to bring it around. Women supporting other women in their passion and in their service to the world. Would you agree? <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's vital. And we don't need to compete with each other. No. We really don't. Even if you have exactly the same message, yay, celebrate each other, celebrate your differences, celebrate your similarities. And you know, I love supporting women. I'm always so happy, Kelly, to support you. I'm, I'm so grateful that you're doing the work that you're doing. And the more that we, as all these different communities can come together, the yes. more powerful we are. So Agreed. there's no, yeah, yeah, there's a beautiful web. And for the 21-day giveaway, if anybody listens to this recording later and you think, oh, no, it's halfway over, everything's um, up on a website, so you can really start any time. Oh, great. And, yeah, and then I'm going to make it evergreen so that you can just join and it'll, it'll go automatically. So Wonderful. And so the, the link will be up in the description that you can join on our site. And please go find Warrior Goddess Way and purchase it and do the exercises and reach out to Heather Ash and myself and let us know what you think. I'm just so excited for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much, sweetheart. I so appreciate your support. And I'm so glad that you enjoyed the book. Yay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
Bye-bye.